like that has been really motivating to me of just, uh, man, I, I am just in disbelief and mm. so grateful that God, that you of all people, uh, you know, you saved me, you've forgiven me. Uh, and so wanting that for others, uh, yeah. you know, just being around family and friends and coworkers who, uh, are, are bogged down by shame and guilt and, um, mm-hmm. and, and then just having the, <laughs> the solution for lack of better words, mm-hmm. but having the, Hey, Hey, this is, this is what you need. You're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles. We scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Make and Multiply. My name is Matt Grun, as always. <laughs> I'm a pastoral resident here at Emmaus Road Church. Um, and I'm joined this week, of course, with Ryan Chase, who's a pastor at Emmaus Road Church, but also making his pod debut, what, what? the Alex Qualm. You are <laughs> in the house. It's good to have you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. It, I've said this to you before, and I, I think this is right. You're like the Forrest Gump of the people I know, like you're everywhere all the time, know everybody have weird connections with, I think at least 90% of Sioux Falls. Uh, and it's just a joy to have you on, man. So thanks for taking time out of your day. And the reason why we've asked Alex to come in and just chat with us a little bit about, um, is because this upcoming, this spring, we are going to be launching, uh, another, uh, bridge course at our church. And Alex has, graciously agreed to lead that course. So we've asked him to come in just to talk a little bit about it, the bridge course. Um, Ryan, you led it this past fall when we went through it. Um, and it, I, you know, I think we've, it was, it was great. We learned a lot of lessons. I think there's things we can do differently in the future, but, um, before we start, I just want to say we, Alex, there's a reason why we, we, we just, cherish you you have this immense gift to just connect with people Mm. and uh and people very easy to talk to you people feel like Mm. they can trust you um and you just you're just a very you're the right guy for this so yeah maybe even before we get into other questions about the bridge course can i just add on to that yeah i mean I, i think um last fall when we ran the bridge course i've said to others and and this is not an exaggeration. We would not have had that bridge course. It would not have happened without Alex. Yes. Um, specifically bringing the people that he brought to the bridge course. Uh, you know, we, we needed a certain number of participants to hit a, a minimum. You know, if we have so many people, then we have enough people to run the bridge course. And, and we had enough people because of the people that Alex brought, mm-hmm. um, which is one reason I, I just think, uh, Alex, you, you could help us and yes. we could help the people in our church yes. um, think strategically about their relationships, um, grow in gospel confidence and courage to have conversations. Because mm-hmm. I just know personally, yeah. inviting people to something like this is a can be a daunting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just throwing that out in a conversation, probably the average person feels some hesitancy, like, oh no, what if this ruins the relationship? And what if they're offended that I even thought they might be interested in learning about God or, (laughs) you know, there's just so many fears that our flesh feels. And, and so that's one reason I'm excited to have you here, Hmm. um, because we could learn a lot from you. And then looking at this next go around, you know, right before we turn the mics on here, you just sat down and started naming a I didn't count. How many people did you just name that you have already <laughs> invited and they've already communicated some interest in coming? Maybe five, maybe. Yeah. Five, maybe. I just like, we haven't even announced the bridge course yet. I don't even know five people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you, you can help us. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just, I think that is worth mm. highlighting and mm-hmm. commending mm-hmm. and holding out as an example to say, um, we want to be motivated by love mm. for Christ, passion for the gospel, and love for people. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. you just, you love people, you care about people enough to have those conversations and, mm-hmm. and invite people. And, and so thank you for doing that. And um, I'm looking forward to this spring and, and, and this conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Excited for the bridge again. I, I was blown away just by seeing God move. Uh, and honestly, even just shows my my doubt even but uh surprised at i don't know why but surprised at at god moving and Mm, uh, mighty to save and he's working in people's lives and so i think that's been we'll talk about that more too but i think that's been part of my surprise uh in faith building at when inviting people i'm almost always shocked that they say yes and uh yeah and so um but so you feel yeah, that too i do okay yeah, good. yeah. That, that's <laughs> encouraging to me yeah, yeah. oh man yeah. well okay great this is this is great ryan would you help us then uh we keep talking about the bridge course just give us another refresher uh two things what is the bridge course and then secondly why has we tried to prioritize this as a thing that emmaus road church is going to put resources into and commit time to and people like Alex too. Yeah. The bridge course is specifically, um, material content, kind of a a strategy developed by Jim Donahue, who's a pastor at covenant life out in covenant Covenant fellowship, Fellowship. excuse me, covenant fellowship in, um, Glen Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, and Jim has been there at covenant fellowship doing bridge i want to say it's like 20 years now i think they just celebrated 20 years of the bridge course mm-hmm. and they do they run it now three times a year i believe mm-hmm. wow. um and and so you know when i ask jim how many people have gone through the bridge he's like it, it, it's been thousands mm-hmm. and hundreds of people have come to faith in christ through wow. the bridge course he didn't invent some of the structure some of this is rooted in stuff like alpha and um, some other spinoffs from that that he he started with 20 years ago, but he wanted the content to be more clearly, explicitly mm-hmm. gospel focused. Um, and so Jim, uh, the bridge course that we use is uh, videos of Jim giving these talks and it, it walks through several questions that people typically wrestle with. Why does God allow suffering? And why doesn't mm-hmm. God just forgive everybody? And does God really send people to hell? And can you really trust the Bible? And you know, th- those are questions people think about. And oftentimes it's a surprise to us as Christians to be reminded or to, to realize, like Alex was saying, when you're just blown away that God is at work and then you find yourself going, why am I so surprised yeah. to see yeah. God working? <laughs> but it is a surprise to us often to realize that people who are not yet Christians are thinking about spiritual things like yeah. what happens when I die and, right. um, you know, can I 
trust the Bible and if people have questions and so that's kind of the appeal to just invite people to, hey, we're, we're going to explore some of these questions. The structure of the bridge course, the way that Jim has done it and encouraged us to do it is uh, we start with a meal. Mm-hmm. Just eating a meal together is, is a, a human thing and builds relationship and, and community and some, some comfort. Uh, and then we go into a talk. It's about 30 minutes. And we use these videos that Jim has done those talks and maybe at some point we'll do some of those live and in person ourselves. Um, and then that is followed by, we take a dessert break and then go into discussion and just talk about, and and that discussion is pretty open-ended. It's not necessarily like a Bible study or trying to lead people to a certain answer. It's more just broadly, what do you think? What what did you like? What did you not like? What questions do you have? Mm -hmm. Giving people time and space to, to process that. And, and the aim then is by starting with those questions really to point people ultimately to the truth of the gospel, Christ's death for their sins, um, calling people to repentance and faith. And so that's an overview of the bridge course. Yeah. And, and then, and then in the title, the bridge, it kind of highlights what its purpose is, is, is meant to take people who might have no church experience, right? maybe have some, but have been hurt by the church in, in whatever capacity yep. and to bridge them in a very non-confrontational, n- low pressure. It's like you said, it's not a Bible study. Yep. It's just reintroducing, if you will, or introducing for the first time, some of the concepts that people are always wrestling with all the time. Like why did people suffer and what happens after I die and things like that. Yep. And to bridge them ultimately with the hope long-term of encompassing them with the gospel and to, right. to see um, people brought into the sheepfold and to be discipled, to make and then to multiply yeah. disciples. So that we did that last, last fall. fall we, we ran our first one, yeah, and it was it happened. It, it, <laughs> it, yeah, was, it was a good success. It was yeah. it, and it, it was a success, and it was an encouragement uh, mm-hmm. to me um, to see uh, to see it in action, um, to see lost people actually come to faith. We mm-hmm. saw that in before us, and it was such an encouragement to my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, Alex, you, you and, and Rachel, your wife, and then a couple other key, like you're going to co-lead this next one with Caleb Walker, who is another dear saint who is, has the same gifting of just being able to yeah. wrangle in people and bring <laughs> them somewhere. And he's just this, just, there's just a personality that's so, um, welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you anticipate this upcoming bridge course, a couple of questions I'm going to throw at you and you decide whatever order, anything from the last bridge that as you walk through, um, that stuck out to you, um, lessons that you learned. And then also, I think what Ryan mentioned at the beginning, really interested in you've already, you're always talking with people. Yeah. You're always interacting with people and pointing them into gospel conversations and inviting them, uh, in, inviting them in. So just maybe some lessons for the rest of us. of <laughs> how do you, when, as you think of, all right, inviting people to this upcoming bridge course in your head, how do you make lists of who, when, how <laughs> things like that. So take whatever of those that you, that you feel take yes. a swing at. Yes. Uh, I mean, th- two things, uh, as far as uh, reflecting on last year's uh, or last fall's bridge course, uh, this year we're going to try to do a slightly shorter version, uh, and we're, you're going to experiment with it. So I yeah. think these maybe first few bridge courses will have some experiments in there, but this one will be slightly shorter. I think easier to commit to. Uh, it's not quite as long of a time for uh, some people to commit to. So we're going to try that and see, um, but also try to cover some. Uh, and specifically, so we did that first one was over 10 weeks, 10, yeah. 10 talks. And our thought has been, what, what if we did six weeks 
10 is a long time. We saw yeah. toward the end, attendance kind of dropped off. That's a lot to ask people to commit to. Yeah. If we kind of lower the bar, certainly there's always room to keep going. We right. want to continue on, but yeah. yeah. So six consecutive Tuesday nights is our plan. Yes. Yeah. And, and set the stage and then allow opportunity for expansion as needed. And so, um, you know, allow people to connect in other ways if they choose to post uh, bridge course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So excited for that. And then I mean, to answer your question just about inviting people, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have some like magic formula or a sales tactic or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, there's, um, it really, um, I mean, like you said, part of, part of just my job and the blessing of that is just having a lot of free time. And so I've been just trying to be proactive about meeting people and having coffee with people and lunch with people and with really no agenda at all, uh, of just to hang out and catch up. And, and it's just been, uh, powerful, I think would be the word to, to see, um, God open doors, um, and conversations there. And, and even at times when I'm not even looking for it or anticipating it or planning for it, um, there are those times, there's times where I'm, you know, meeting with someone and just, you know, beforehand pray, man, God, would you, would you open a door or, or create a question or, you know, would you give me an opportunity, uh, and, and think about like, maybe they would be actually a good candidate for the bridge. Um, I think that could be helpful to them. Um, but a lot of times it's not that it's just, you know, we're just talking about life and talking about, uh, you know, where'd you grow up and stuff like that. And, and, and I always think, uh, I mean, I, I haven't had any bad feedback yet anyways, but I always think an easy question to ask people because I'm genuinely curious about it is, you know, do you go to church? And, and that question, I think, has been very helpful because it it leads to a lot of interesting questions mm. of just, you know, uh, they oftentimes talk about their past. Like, maybe I, I did go to church, but mm. I, I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of ask, you know, why is that? Or what church did you go to? Um, but I think part of my surprise has been that more often than not, people will say, uh, no, I don't go to church, but I, you know, I wish I did, or I, I need to, like, you know, there's always that side of things. And, um, and so it's just been, it's, I think it's just an honest question and, and people have been, um, gracious and responding openly and honestly about it. And, and, and then from there, uh, that's just, in my opinion, a really easy introduction to, um, to just saying like, Hey, I, I'm helping out with our, at my church, we, we do this little class thing it's called the bridge course and and then like uh, to your point ryan um it is unbelievable the number of people who wrestle with those questions Mm -hmm. um Mm non-believers or or whatever it is that that they just wrestle with uh yeah what what happens when i die or you know who is this god and and what does he need from me and uh and so i'm just creating space for for people to reflect on that a little bit and invite them to the bridge. I've just, yeah, I've just been shocked at people's response. Oftentimes is not like, uh, yeah, sure. I'll come. You know, there's a few people that say that, but a lot of people have said like, oh, wow, that I think I would really enjoy that. I think Mm -hmm. that would be really interesting. And, um, Mm -hmm. so just their, uh, enthusiasm has been, um, again, faith building. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I I think that's one of the the beauties of the bridge course and, and the way that Jim, intentionally designed this, that it's not, um, a high level Bible study for Christians where Mm -hmm. people feel intimidated. Like I don't know the Bible and I'm not going to know the answers. In fact, one of the things that we explicitly say, um, and and you can tell people this when you're inviting them, we put this on the website, nobody's going to call on you. So in the discussion, 
nobody's going to be like, you know, Matt, why don't you tell us what you think? Which when you put people on the spot like that and they think I don't have a a lot of familiarity with these things. Last thing I want is to be called on and put on the spot and embarrassed by my lack of knowledge. (laughs) So the fact that it is geared toward people, um, I think that's one reason that you find people go, Oh yeah, I would, I would love that. Cause I do yeah. have those questions and here's an opportunity to have some, some structure and, and guidance and I'll, I'll check that out. I, it, it stands out to me just in hearing you describe that. Like you said, n- not a, a formula or a sales tactic. Um, one, just relationally connecting with people without yeah. an agenda exactly. takes a lot of the pressure off to say like yeah. that, anybody can say, Hey, let's get coffee. Let's, get lunch, let's get together and, and you can just talk and just your genuine interest and curiosity in people mm-hmm. wanting to know their story um, it, without an agenda, just taking interest in people. I heard somebody say once, um, interested people are interesting people. Mm-hmm. If you take an interest in others, they will probably walk away from the conversation thinking, wow, that was such an interesting person. Mm-hmm. Not that anything about you is particularly interesting, but you were concerned about them. You took yeah. an interest in them and people really do like to talk about themselves. Yeah. If they're asked, you know, given the opportunity to share their story and their thoughts and their perspective on things. And so that, that strikes me that that's a strategy anybody could do. Just take a step. It, it takes some intentionality to yeah. invite somebody, yeah. let's yeah. get coffee, let's get lunch, whatever, have a conversation. And then that was a helpful question that you suggested to transition. That's a barrier for a lot of us to, how do I go from talking about everyday life and work and the stuff that's safe to talking about spiritual things and religion, which culturally is kind of taboo. Like don't yeah. bring that up. And, and a, a question like, do you have a church background? Yeah. <laughs> do you go to church anywhere? Um, it, somebody's free to say no. And I don't want to talk about it, right. but probably there's going to be a story there that comes out. And so, so that, that's, that's so helpful. I'm assuming you've had people not interested or yes. give you some, yeah. whether it's a overt, no or a polite <laughs> I'll think about it whatever right any of those examples you can think of and, and how do you take that do you take it personally is it do you feel rejection yeah that's a good question yes uh, there there have been people that have said no and uh, um, you know it, just grateful we're in the the Midwest nice and so uh, <laughs> I, no one has ever yelled or you know had any crazy outbursts or anything like that uh, most of the time I'd say uh, you know you know, people would say, oh yeah, that would be really interesting. And then there's just really no ever follow up or response, um, which is fine too. And, um, uh, you know, uh, some, some people have, uh, well, you know, one person has said, you know, they just weren't interested and, you know, so we just kind of left it at that. And, um, yeah. And so, you know, I think part of the fear of man is just, you just assume people are going to never talk to you ever again and, and freak out and, uh, and you're going to be whatever. That is the fear. Canceled. <laughs> whatever the thing is, is yeah, it's just the, that's the fear. And then we just kind of logically think that through, um, it's, it's pretty unlikely. Maybe if you're talking to a stranger, maybe sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of the people I'm meeting with are, um, in some sense, friends or acquaintances or coworkers or, right. So they're kind and professional and, yeah. um, and so, yeah, it's, there's never been a huge, uh, no or anything yeah. like that. And but I think it just highlights though, what you've, what you've already said is like just taking inventory of who you have relational capital with right now. Um, and just, you know, it, it's not just unique, unique to you that you just have a certain job that allows you to do these things. We all have vocations and we all have margins. It's just kind of what, 
we do with those things yeah. is is probably the thing that is most critical. Um, and just taking inventory of who, who in my sphere of my relational sphere do I know? Who do I know probably doesn't will answer the question, do you go to church in a variety of answers? Yeah. Um, and then just having, I think it just really just comes down to spirit-empowered faith. Just, I'm just going to try it. And, yeah. and not, because, and I think what's critical too is not relying on our own strength on your strength of like yeah. my the just the sheer willpower of my winsome personality mm-hmm. but rather just trusting that god would bless my efforts um and it also makes the response um less you know it, it lands if they say no that's fine if they say yes all right great yeah. it, it's not come you know evangelism ultimately doesn't just come down to my winsomeness it comes down to the power of god working through me, um, which just kind of relieves, I think a lot of the pressure because if evangelism and saving, you know, saving people was on our shoulders of like, all right, go out and do it yourselves and don't screw it up. Mm -hmm. Well, then there's like a, it could get really discouraging really quickly, Mm -hmm. um, and stressful, but because it's the power of God for salvation working in the midst of our gospel conversations, um, it, it just, to me that, take some of the pressure off and I can cast a wide net and um, pray that God would bless through the spirit, whatever seeds are thrown out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I think too, uh, one of the encouraging things uh, when inviting people as well is, is also if, if you're willing is to offer to go with them. I think we saw that Mm. well um, this last time that we did it is uh, yeah, just, whoever it was, but they not only invited someone, but just said, Hey, if you want to go, I'll go with you. Right. Uh, and so you can just take off some ease or burden or awkwardness or whatever it might feel like for that person by just being a, a, a friend to them and attending with them. I think yeah. that's a, also a helpful thing. That's a great point. It shows care. It shows care and kind of, uh, an easingness yeah. of it all. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan, maybe speak to a little bit to, what is our, so we've described what the bridge course is. We've described kind of what we've done, but like, give, give us a little bit more of the pastoral. Why, mm. why this? Yeah. Maybe not why the bridge specifically, right. but evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the great commission, you know, we talk all, all the time. Our mission as a church is to make and multiply disciples. We intentionally use that language, make and multiply because making disciples, um, for people who are lost and dead in their sin and don't yet know Christ, um, that's the first part is sharing the gospel with people. And the gospel, as Paul says in Romans 1, is the power of God to save. And so that's how disciples are first made when God takes those who are dead in their trespasses and sins as we once were, Ephesians 2, makes us alive through Christ. Um, that's making disciples and then multiplying disciples is in covers that whole process of disciples maturing in faith, growing up in Christ and then telling others. And so Mm. disciples make disciples who make disciples and we want that to continue. Um, But that's the mission that God has given to his church. Jesus Christ, before he ascended into heaven said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, which is all the authorization we need. There's no higher authority. And, having been given and received that authority, Jesus then sends us into the world to disciple 
all nations to mm. teach them everything that he commanded. And so we talk about that in our church. Um, you know, I love this language I got from some other author, but we've just adopted this as our vision to uh, give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That seems daunting, um, but this is the city where God has placed us, and what else would we shoot for? We want everybody who lives in the city to have repeated opportunities to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ in faith and repentance. And so that is our mission. And it's possible for the church to grow kind of um, in inward focused. And we talk about gospel community, caring for one another. That's a huge part of our lives, but we don't want to lose focus that um, part of our mission, it, we, we build up the church, we help disciples mature in Christ, but we can't lose that part of the mission of reaching those mm who are outside of the church at the present moment. And theologically, we have this, you know, th- this truth that motivates us and encourages us that God has many more people in the city yes. who belong to him, lost sheep, who he will save, he will bring in. And just knowing they belong to the church, they're just lost right now. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Um, there is more joy in heaven when a, a sinner repents when, when one of those lost sheep is, is brought back in. Um, so you know, Jesus talked about the, the shepherd leaving the 99 to go after that one sheep. So this is part of the mission of the church. And, um, yeah. and it's motivated and fueled by that, that conviction that um, God saves the lost. I, I think what you just said there is, is critical, that this is part of the mission of the church. Um, and I think we experience this... I would agree, and I think this is probably common for um, most Christians, that evangelism, these types of conversations can be some of the scariest, hardest, um, most anxiety-inducing conversations, Mm -hmm. and yet can also have the most profound and greatest impact and encouragement to our souls when we see it played out. When When you see somebody who would have been said they were hostile to the gospel or didn't have any, mm-hmm. any, any desire for godliness, then begin to ask questions and frame them in ways that you see God's doing something. There's just nothing like that. Yeah. There's nothing like seeing that take place and think, yeah, that's amazing. And, and so it's, it's helpful for me to, to, it helped me to experience that. I think it's helpful for us to remind ourselves of that, that yeah, it's motivating. It's motivating. This, yeah. this is how the mission of the church, we are not only to, um, develop and grow disciples, but to make and then multiply disciples. And just the core conviction, like you said, that there are people in this city that God means to save Mm -hmm. and he means to save them through the gospel proclamation. How how will they not believe unless they've heard as Romans 10, Paul Mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, just the one thing I was going to add too is, is uh, there's just a sense of, of gratitude. And then the you know, just reflecting back on your guys' gratitude podcast too, is the response of gratitude. Mm. Um, and, you know, I remember uh, there was a, um, uh, a benediction, Ryan, that you did, this has probably been months ago, and I don't know if you remember it better than I, but a, a poor paraphrase was at the end of it, you just came up and just said, uh, man, aren't you so thankful that you know, you know the gospel, that mm. God's would, revealed mm. himself to you in this way. And, uh, and, and I feel like that has been really motivating to me of just, uh, man, I, I am just in disbelief and mm. so grateful that God, that you, of all people, uh, you know, you saved me, you've forgiven me. Uh, and so 
wanting that for others, uh, yeah. you know, just being around family and friends and coworkers who uh, are, are bogged down by shame and guilt and, um, mm-hmm. and, and then just having the, <laughs> the solution for lack of better words, mm-hmm. but having the, Hey, Hey, this is, this is what you need. You don't need better self-talk or you don't need yeah. uh, a better mm-hmm. work schedule. You don't need uh, more exercise or whatever it is. You don't need to read more books. This is what you need is, is Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and so just being a part of introducing people to that, I think is yeah. humbling and, and faith building. And, um, and, and you just sort of feel like, uh, like, I, I feel like I'm not doing anything. It's just totally, <laughs> you just see the end result of, you know, wow, look what God has done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, God opens blind eyes. God yeah. gives life to dead hearts. God yeah. opens deaf ears and causes people who maybe have a church background and have heard the message before and yet never understood it or believed it. God yeah. is the one who, who gives that. And when you see that, it, it is a miracle. Regeneration mm-hmm. is a miracle. And, and there are few things like witnessing that to encourage and strengthen our faith, which is why I think um, it, those who are involved in evangelism experience a, a grace from God mm-hmm. um, that is dynamic and powerful and strengthening. A church that is active in evangelism um, will be stronger and, and healthier because we are witnessing the saving grace of God before our very eyes, which just, it, it's a feedback loop. It just motivates us to keep trusting God. He's going to save more people. Uh, it, you know, it, it's pretty common. I think people have made this observation that when you think about making and multiplying disciples, for those who have grown up in the church and come from Christian homes and it's just kind of all you've ever known. That is a huge blessing. We don't want to downplay that at all, but it can be harder to relate to the experience of having somebody overcome their own fears to share the gospel with you. Whereas those who don't come from a Christian home um, or maybe come from kind of a nominal religious background, if you had somebody evangelize you, share the gospel with you when you were in high school, college, later adulthood, um, those are the people who oftentimes have the greatest passion for it because mm-hmm. they know the need for it. And they just very you know, clearly their own personal story, they know, mm-hmm. I would not know Christ if somebody had not shared with me. Yeah. So when, when I shared my story recently with our MC, I started with my parents' story. There were, as my mom tells me, uh, when she was a college student at the University of Minnesota, there were other students on campus who approached her and shared the gospel with her. And it was because of their courage. Imagine they had to overcome their own fears of rejection and whatever. My mom would not be a Christian if it wasn't for their faithful witness. And I would not have grown up in a Christian home if it wasn't for that. And so I, I just think um, for, for those who have grown up in a Christian home, being reminded of that mm-hmm. is, is really important. And for those who can relate, oh yeah, somebody shared the gospel with me. We had Nelson share his testimony mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning a while back. And um, we, we want to spotlight those kinds of stories. Who yeah. told you as a reminder to us, there, there are people out there and, and God might use you to be the one to right. share the gospel with them. I, in your own story, mm-hmm. how, how does that play into your heart for yeah. evangelism? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that was something I was thinking of as, as even as you were talking is, uh, yeah, you know, I grew up, I suppose, in a church, uh, in, in a part of a church, um, um, but I was, was not living, uh, how I lived on Sunday was not how I lived throughout the week. And, and really it stemmed back to uh, an invitation to a 
Christian camp. So my senior year, I was 18. I just graduated high school and it was just this invitation. And so I, I, I unwillingly decided, yes, I don't have an excuse why I shouldn't go. And so I went and, and yeah, and, and there is where God saved me. And so, um, yeah, just the, the power of an invitation. And, and I think that's, what's so cool about the bridge course is, um, there are obviously plenty of moments uh, where you would lay out the gospel and, and explicitly share that with people. Um, but what's interesting about the bridge course is maybe as an encouragement uh, to people of Emmaus Road is that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have some uh, thesis on uh, here's 10 reasons why you should love the Lord. Uh, you know, you don't have to yeah try to convince people. It's, it's really just... Um, you know, hey, would you consider going to this class? Um, just come to the bridge course. And so um, I, I think that just takes off a little bit of pressure of, um, yeah, uh, the, the power that God uses in a mm-hmm. simple invitation. Um, yeah. That's excellent. Reminds me of just this whole conversation, maybe as we, as we wrap up, reminds me of First Corinthians uh, 3, where Paul is discussing the divisions in the church. And he says, for one says, I follow Paul, another, I follow Apollos. Are you not being merely human? What then is Paul's? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned each. I planted, Paul says, Apollos water, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, which is helpful, but only God who gives the growth. That is helpful as we think about casting out seeds to to whoever that um, we don't make it grow. Um, God gives the growth. So I think that just, at least in my soul, frees up my disposition to say, Hey, why not? Yeah. Just, yes. Do you want to? And so scatter seed broadly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, yeah. you and Rachel have both been such a tremendous example yes. of that. So we want to commend you guys and thank you. Yes. And yeah. um, thank God for you. And mm. for those of us in a Road church, would, would you just be praying even now to, um, for this upcoming bridge course for Alex and Caleb as they lead it. Um, and then also for our own spheres of influence, just, may God give us gospel lenses just to look around us and be aware of the people around us who we come into daily contact with, whether at work or at school or in whatever your neighbors at the kids soccer games or whatever, that we might have our eyes opened to all. Um, yeah, the, the work is, is great, but the laborers are few. So there's plenty out there and just cast a wide net and, watch the Lord give the growth. I think that's, right. that's helpful. So thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. We're praying for you guys and grateful for you. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, you can reach out to your missional community leader. And if you're not yet plugged into gospel community at Emmaus Road, visit us online at EmmausRoadSF.com.